It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. As they wheel, the leader, Rajasthan, a length in front, Poco Dorado. Pepper tides the one winding up and then Ella Enchanted. It's still Rajasthan in front and Rajasthan wins the Sandown Cup by a length. Ella Enchanted, third Pepper Tide. What a terrific Sandown What an amazing story the RSN Sandown Cup was from uh, last week. Welcome to the latest edition of Off the Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927 Relay Stations and our social media as well. You're with Andrew Cuse and joining us from the GRV team is uh, Molly Haynes and uh, George Ferruja. Welcome both and uh, what a night it was last Friday. Oh, that it was. And look, you did a fantastic job as well on air with Simone with your live broadcast. Did you enjoy that? Yes, I did. It was a, an exciting night. It was terrific. It Blink of an eye, it was over. I thought, goodness me, we're here for five hours. But there was so many talking points, so many great stories, uh, some terrific upsets, some uh, interesting results. And uh, I think the whole night was uh, was great success from everyone's point of view. Absolutely. And you had Charlie Mayo on as well. We had him on the show last week and he was just stoked to be on and talking to you guys again. Well, in fact, uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of surreal because you had him on the show last yeah. week. And this time it was a bit it was just as emotional because he was holding the photo of his late yeah. mother for the whole time he spoke to us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very yeah. touching. I, I seen him uh, before uh, race one and the nerves were certainly kicking in uh, for sure. And as they should be in a group one race, it's not every day you get to make a group one final. Unfortunately for uh, for Charlie, it didn't uh, pan out the way he probably wanted, but uh, that dog will be back uh, bigger and better than ever for sure. Exactly. And I saw Harry Manalitsis last night when we were trialling um, after the last at Geelong and he said the dog pulled up great. And um, yeah, he's just glad that Charlie can, can be involved. Later on in the program, uh, Tim Eloisi will join us from the um, Rajasthan team. What a result for them to win the feature. Look, uh, I appreciate their openness because we asked them on that broadcast, sometimes owners or connections uh, hope, um, sometimes they expect. They basically said they thought they had absolutely no chance whatsoever (laughs) to win um, the post-race Interview was uh, it with Donna? Donna. That was almost as though she was in shock. Yeah, yeah. It was a total, yeah. total surreal moment as they realised they'd pulled off the biggest win in uh, the race in some time. Absolutely. I mean, thirty-one dollars, Rudd. Like, yeah. I, I, like I couldn't have backed it. I, like, I could not have picked that. <laughs> no, no, and, and it just shows you that sometimes those sayings that say, you know, anything can happen in racing, well, well we've seen that. But the, the one thing with him, he's certainly a talented greyhound. Oh, definitely. He showed some speed in his races. He's got a really fast PB of 42.20 at, at the Meadow. So the, the ability was there, but yeah. as we said, went you're against Tornado Tears and Ella Enchanted, who had been uh, very, very impressive in her heat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why the $31 was an offer. But Ella Enchanted, her run was phenomenal. She got yeah. checked that many times. She lost so so much length, yeah. and she still continued on. Jamie Ennis was ropeable after the race. He thought, look, it was his. <laughs> well, she jumped well, didn't yeah. she, and then s- still got shuffled back. Rajasthan, I mean, that's the, the uh, beauty of that greyhound. He shows a lot of early speed, and she kept sort of getting shuffled back and... Oh, look, I know uh, Jamie would probably be annoyed 
good, but the way she ran home, uh, there's a Group 1 race there for her, isn't there? I oh, mean, definitely. she's um, the way she's finishing her races over the 7.15, I don't think it'll be too long before uh, they'll be lifting a trophy, that's for sure. Yeah, and Tornado Tears, a red-hot favourite. He just he just couldn't get a run. He was looking for the fence, and it just didn't happen for him. It's starting to become a problem in his racing, isn't it? Yep. I mean, it didn't really, you know, I think he what, won six Group 1s on the trot without it being a problem. Uh, he's just that reluctance to get off the fence. Um, yeah, he's just getting uh, pretty wily in his old age, and I don't think he <laughs> he says, "Well, this is where I'm going to stay." And if uh, if I get past first, I do. But um, yeah, look, I mean, that's just a, a slight issue with him. He's clearly still the fastest um, stayer in the country, but um, he's gettable now. I think I think a lot of connections will be in there going well. I think we're still a chance. Yeah, definitely. And look, I spoke to Robbie yesterday as well, and he said that Tornado Tees has pulled up brilliant, and he's working the place down. He'll so he'll be heading to um, Brizzy in a couple of weeks. So yeah, really good carnival there and of course we had Dinah Chancer as well winning the the cup night stayers race in 4188 that was a gutsy little win I think everyone was alive in that quaddy <laughs> up until race seven and then Rajasthan come and blew everyone out of the water but um, that's the way racing goes congratulations to all the winners exactly and look would you be a little bit disappointed when you've gone the cup night stayers in Dinah Chancer he's gone faster than the cup itself yeah, you, probably you, you've got to laugh. Point. You know what? It happens more often than you, you <laughs> oh, think. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, a lot of does. the consolations are going faster. They do. It happens. <laughs> it's happened time and time again uh, during the Melbourne Cup and the Cup night sprint as well. Um, so, yeah, that happens. And I suppose the result that people weren't um, uh, surprised by was Orson Allen's run. Oh. I mean, he's just such a professional, isn't he? He got out nicely when you're running splits of, you know, 5.06 and, and pretty quick down the back and 29.20 overall. It's going to be hard to run him down. It's his second Group One race, and he was outstanding again. Oh, that he was! And look, you know, Corey was just, is still just in awe of this dog, and it's amazing. He's had the dog obviously his whole career, and to still be in awe of what he does, it just shows how special he is. I think there's been a lot of improvement in the dog too. I think yep. he was a little bit hit or miss early, yeah. and he was learning how to race. And he's one of those greyhounds that's just become a complete pro. Southern Ripper was a really good run. He Huge chased run. his heart out, yeah. didn't he? Behind him, and you know, you just it's very hard to run dogs like Orson Allen down. I think he ran home in about ten fifty odd, which. Um, yeah, you're going to have to run 10.30 or something to, to run him down. So it was a terrific effort. 100 grand jumps in. I think his prize money's pushed up to over 600,000 yeah. now, Orson Allen. Only seems uh, like yesterday that Corey was chatting on the show about hoping to win a Group 1, yeah. how hard they were to come yeah. by. And now they... They come along in spades. It's quite amazing. Yeah, you can't stop them flowing now, can you? No, and I mean, there was a couple of runs where he was second in Group 1 races, wasn't there, and, you know, made Top Guns and Poke the Bear was still at his peak. He's taken the mantle off Poke the Bear, or he did a while back to become Australia's premier sprinter, and he's gone on with it. Would you be using him at stud? Absolutely. He's yep. probably the, one of the best bred dogs in the country by uh, a very, very good American sire in Casey and all, and a, a sister to Basha Bale, who herself ran second in a couple of group ones, Vasali Bale, nearly won a Top Gun. I mean, the, the pedigree is outstanding, and I think you'll see a lot of breeders uh, use this greyhound when he uh, eventually retires. Absolutely. Just before we talk Sapphire Crown, um, your law of averages, man, George, uh, did you think the chances for Tornado Tears were becoming tougher as every race was being won by a favourite. I mean, in theory, if you throw a dice (laughs) each separate time, it has the same amount of odds. But I think of the dozen races, nine or ten races won by favourites, maybe the first six or seven, it was quite an amazing streak. There must have been a lot of punters that were rolling along. Um, Ironic if you had to say to someone that 
eighty percent of the night would be won by favourites. The one that was the clearest favourite at all was Tornado Tears, of course. Yeah, look, I think we were, I was rolling along in the quaddy, as was everyone. I think the quaddy payment was about twenty nine dollars, which with Tornado Tears was still a pretty good dividend. But look, yeah, as I, I tipped him on top because it's hard to go against champions, isn't it? I mean, oh. his his heat run was outstanding. But again, I mean, I think a lot of commentary around the dog now is if he's drawn off the track and there is some speed in these in these staying races, he's going to find himself worse than midfield, and then he's going to have to find a way to navigate through and that's going to be the issue with him. So, But you still I, wouldn't yeah. find yourself putting money on anything else, would you? No, absolutely like not. Like you just couldn't do it because you don't <laughs> want to be the person who tips against or backs someone else other than Tornado Tears. No, because no, you look like a fool <laughs> yeah. after the race. But, uh, yeah. It wasn't all bad for Rob, of course, because uh, he still picked up a feature with Neo Cleo taking the Sapphire Crown Molly. Oh, her run was... I just loved watching. I could watch that time and time again. That was a ridiculously good run. She didn't have it at all her own way. She pushed really hard. She was... She was very lucky to miss the trouble that happened on the first corner. She was. And I think this race was another one that went to plan because there was so much early speed to that first corner that there was going to be some sort of um, interference. And unfortunately for Crimson Vixen and and Zipping Bailey, they they hit the deck. They both finished the race and and they're both fine, I believe, which is a a good thing. But... um, yeah, Neo Cleo, once she stepped that close, um, was always going to be incredibly hard to beat. Of course, she has won a, a Group 1 race over 650 metres. So. Exactly. It just shows her versatility. And I suppose what gets me excited is, I, know, I think I say this about all female greyhounds, but what she's what will she be able to produce when it comes to breeding time? Yeah, like, yeah. look, she she's really well-bred. Her brother, um, of course, is a, a very good greyhound as well, who was in the, um, in Harrison, the Harrison Dawson. Dawson yep. um, and what about Go Seek Heidi? Um, oh. to, to, to run second in, in one of the biggest female races uh, back to back. <laughs> I mean, it just shows your longevity and yeah. your ability to, to last, uh, you know, at that sort of level. So but well how done. How strong did she look as well? She she really didn't give much to Neo Cleo. Like no. she wasn't that far away. I mean, you talk about uh, breeding greyhounds. I mean, she's from the litter that include oh, hasten slowly, yep. and I mean, it's a, a terrific, terrific litter and. Yeah, I'm sure Angela will have some fun with her uh, when that time comes. I'd say so. And look, I spoke to Rob after the race and he actually said he feels honoured to have a dog like Neo Cleo in his kennel. Now, when you've got Tornado Tears and then you're saying you feel honoured to have Neo Cleo in the kennel, it just shows how highly he thinks of this dog. Yeah, and I mean, that's just uh, typical Rob because yeah. he knows that a lot of work's <laughs> been put through um, yeah, to, for the trainers that had her prior and he's been lucky enough to get a, a pretty much ready-made bona fide Group 1 winner. Yeah, and he, he said as well that he... You, with a dog of her age, you can't necessarily plan too far in the future. Yep. You're just kind of taking each week as they come and, you know, he can sense around and know how she's feeling and know where to place her. So, look, I, I'm really looking forward to continuing to watch this greyhound. And uh, just you wanted to mention about uh, Dinah Patty before oh, we talk yes. WA Oaks. Yeah, she, so she stopped the clock in 33.73 over the 600, but she broke the first split record. Like, she was so good. So now she's got the first split record at both the Meadows and Sandown over the middle distance runs. That's incredible. She's an Australian Cup winner. She's yeah. a Warnable Cup winner. Yeah, that, that clock when it stopped. I mean, uh, I think the record was 33.67 Bobby yeah. Boucher before Dinah Double One uh, had a, a chunk out of it. And, yeah, so uh, they don't often run that quick. Even the really, really good dogs will run 33.90s and maybe high 80s. But to get down into those low 70s, incredible. Was that about- uh, due to the wind? Because it was a talking point. It was a very strange night. 
So was that, I mean, obviously the Greyhound has to be good enough, but the wind at different stages of the track was hurting quite strongly and helping yeah, and so on. I suppose so, but then you're against the wind at some stage right. as well during yeah. running, aren't you? So I don't think it had a factor the, no, the too I much. I mean, no. you know, Orson Allen the week before went 29-14 yeah. and he went 29-26. I don't think it was the track. I think she's just a freak. Yeah, really. absolutely. Yeah. And you speak about it, versatility. I mean, the Warnable Cups over the 400, the um, Australian Cups obviously over the 520, and now she's running times... Well, she has been running times like that over the middle distance. Yeah, won a speed star against Poke the Bear as well. Exactly. Like, mm. I mean, breeding-wise, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we got a few we need to buy pups out of. Definitely. Yeah. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Shortly, Tim Aloisi will take our call to reflect on the win in the Sandown Cup. But uh, we're going into state for some discussion, Molly, to talk about the WA Oaks. Yes, look, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk about Circle of Dreams. She was so impressive in her first start at Cannington over the 5.20. She went 29.85, 5.52, first up. Like. This is clearly your favourite greyhound now, isn't it? She has just skyrocketed to the number one position with a bullet. Um, what, what's what's this now? She's going for her fourth group win. Um, yeah, but in, still under twenty starts. Exactly. Yeah. Like she's just she's so impressive, and I know so many people have such a huge opinion of this Mapunga Mapunga Mia litter. Um, I, I just love, look, I love seeing old dogs go well, but I'm very, very, very happy with you know how she's going as well, but. Another group race, 60,000 to the winner. She's drawn box well, – what box has she drawn? Box, box, box one. one. Mm, she's about $1.55 favourite, I think, with the tote, with the tab. So uh, a lot of people, like uh, a lot of experts, would suggest that she's um, very, very hard to beat. There's some good greyhounds against her. Fancy Francine goes really good. Another, Another one, one from a, yep. a terrific litter, Basha Bale, Eyes Adorable, and, and She Will Bloom was, was certainly gutsy behind Circle of Dreams. But you'd think – with her early speed, she'll be able to hold a nice position on that first corner and, and be incredibly hard to beat. Definitely. And what I like as well is that she's been able to win these group races or get into these group races interstate. So she's got travel behind her belt. She's obviously a good traveller. Yep. But it's just it's not phasing her. And at such a, a I suppose, an early start of her career yeah. that she's been able to do this and do it so well. I mean, some dogs travel all over the place and they still just don't, don't settle, but she's doing it. Yeah, if you speak to <laughs> the top trainers, they'll tell you that she probably hasn't reached her peak in yeah. terms of her age yet. I mean, what, she just turned two, I think. Yeah. Um, so you'd think uh, she's going to get better. You'd think this time around November, uh, around Melbourne Cup time, she'd be right uh, at her, if you know, if she stays uh, injury-free. Absolutely. And, look, I have to mention as well, the um, WA Derby was also run at Cannington on Saturday night. Premium share. So this is a greyhound out of the Kinlock Bray shared equity litter along the lines of Miata. We spoke about um, that line last week in Litter of the Week. But we've got a couple of this litter in Victoria, including Western Envoy, who Angela trains. 11 starts for four wins. Now, he's in a 600-metre final at Sandown on Thursday night from Box 1. And from all accounts, you know, <laughs> this dog is going so well. Went really, really well <laughs> on Sunday at, uh, at Sandown. And Shared Equity uh, herself was a... Ballarat. A- Cup winner, Warnable too, or one a, or started favourite I think in a Warnable Classic. Yeah, so she was she's very very fast too. So well done to Connections there. We heard the replay at top of our program of the RSN Sandown Cup, the win of Rajasthan, and uh, joining us to have a chat with yourselves, Molly and George is uh, owner Tim Aloisi. He's there on the program now. Hey Tim, it's Molly here. Thank you very much for coming on this morning. 
No worries. Now, look, you've been involved in the sport for a little while now. Can you talk me through the excitement and I suppose the expectation of heading in to a Sandown Cup against, you know, one of the best greyhounds in history in Tornado Tears? Yeah, um, look, to win the heat for us was probably us winning at the stage. We probably thought that was us winning the cup. Um, just to, to make it there was unreal and just to, you know, <clears throat> have that week where we could enjoy knowing that we were in one of the biggest staying races um, was, yeah, just exciting in itself. Really. Tim, Tim uh, George Ferruja, good morning, mate. Yeah, look, I'm glad to hear you said you enjoy it because I think people get really nervy before races like that. And as you know yourself, they don't come around uh, every day. So uh, to enjoy it's a, a good thing. You're up against Tornado Tears and Ella Enchanted was the, the huge buzz in the race. Um, when, when you seen him out in front, what were your thoughts? Obviously, as, as we mentioned earlier in the show, he's got a terrific PB at the Meadows and he's certainly uh, no slouch. He's a, a terrific greyhound. Uh, did you think he was good enough to get over the line uh, after that early lead? Uh, <clears throat> to be honest, not really. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know, the week before how big Ella Enchanted's run was and, you know, how good Tornado Tears was. So um, when the box draw come out, I kind of, I was, I was happy with how it was. But, yeah, was never confident at no stage at all until he crossed the line. Um, yeah, it's one of them ones, you know, how good those dogs chasing you are. And, um, yeah, he done well just to hang on, I suppose. Mm, that he did. Now, we're a couple of days post-Sandown Cup. Has it sunk in yet? I mean, you are the owner of a Group 1 winner. Not really. Um, yeah, still a bit of a messages going to and fro from, yeah, all the owners and trainers just, yeah, still not really believing it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it probably hasn't sunk in yet. But, yeah, it's more something we're just laughing about because we just, yeah, we honestly thought we were no chance and, I think that's probably what made it a little bit, the win a bit, um, you know, better for us because when you're in a race and you're probably the favourite or, you know, there's a bit of pressure on you, like, um, to win. And for us, just having the full ranked outside of that, um, you know, there was no videos of the dog winning the previous week published anywhere. There was no, um, <laughs> no nothing on Rajasthan and, um, I think that's just what made the win so good for us. Is just we actually enjoyed the, <clears throat> the whole week um, instead of being a bit, you know, there was pressure going. Oh, I hope we do well. At the end of the day, we ran that race and and he come last. As owners, we're still re- real happy and proud of our dogs. So I think that's really just what made the night such a great feeling. Um, yeah, it's, it's still unreal now. Tim, uh, you've had uh, the Greyhound Rajasthan for around five months. So what was it about the dog that uh, wanted uh, you to, to make an offer to purchase him? Um, first of all, the name <clears throat> stood out um, when he was running around Trialgan. I think he won eight or nine in a row. So obviously any dog or any Greyhound that can win eight or nine, kind of, yeah, you keep an eye on the dog. Um, <clears throat> I love <clears throat> I love stayers. I always have that probably... My passion, I suppose, is watching stayers. Um, I just really enjoy watching them, and I think they're always in it. Um, so I had eyes on the dog because he got a big motor, and um, the previous owners stepped him up at Chiragan and looked like he's going real good over 600. Um, and then, yeah, they took him to Sandown and give him a couple of runs there in the meadows. And look, he, he ran well enough, just probably a little bit unlucky. So, yeah, 
um, when I seen he, he was going to run 700 and I did <clears throat> some calculations on run homes and splits, it was a dog that <clears throat> really excited me. Absolutely. Look, he's, he's definitely exciting people now. But can you tell me how you, you started getting involved and why the decision to be an owner? I mean, you could have been a trainer, but you've, you've stuck to the owning side of things. And I mean, how are these partnerships forming with the other people you own these dogs with? Are you heading down to the pub and saying, hey, want to buy a dog? Is that how it's happening? Um, so I originally got into dogs just myself um, for personal reasons. I had a bit of stuff <clears throat> going on um, and I, I actually was in a workplace accident and, and was severely burnt to just under 30% of my body. Um, I was a bit down, you know, in life and needed something just to pick me up and get me through week by week because I had well well over a year off and was actually put on the on the list that I potentially would never return to work. Um, a year later, I was back at work and um, the dogs kind of give me that real enjoyment and just to get through each week um, with something to look forward to. Um, so I was in it myself and just bought a real cheap $1,500 net, uh, dog off um, Greyhound Data uh, called Terminator Gun. And from there, obviously, we all know that all the owners that are in Greyhounds that you want better and better. And then I um, teamed up just with a, a footy mate, Matthew Lehman. Um, <clears throat> we bought a couple of Greyhounds off Paul Wheeler. And, yeah, we've just gone from there. Uh, me and Matt own, you know, 80 to 90% of the dogs, just the pair of us. And this syndicate, the syndicate <clears throat> or friends that um, own Rajasthan, that just come about by meeting people down at the track. So I met um, Damien Bates and Mick McSorley just at Angle Park, and they were new into the sport and um, just, yeah, wanted to get a dog, asked if I could help them, and then said, you know, do you want to come in on the dog with us? So, And I had another good mate in um, Sydney, Enzo Lisbona, who was the same. It just said, oh, if he's ever wants somebody to buy a dog, like, let me know and I'll come in on it. So kind of just all formed a little group and I chased down Rajasthan and, like, we own a couple other dogs. Um, but that's how that syndicate was formed. So it's, it, it's literally a few owners around Australia that we've met through the industry and that's what you know I love about the industry is meeting great people along the way and then enjoying the ride with them. And Tim uh, are there any other uh, greyhounds on the horizon at the moment you think uh, have a nice future ahead uh, of them in your kennel? Yeah look we've obviously got Shimmer Breeze and she's um, a really smart dog Um, we're not too sure if she will race again but if she can she'll obviously be um, one to, to keep an eye on. Um, as in a younger crop, we've got a really nice dog at the moment um, called Track of Time. We um, got off Angela Langton. He um, won the Vic Breeders in Melbourne, and um, he's come to us in Adelaide and is trained by Troy Murray. Um, he's a little bit green, um, big, big motor on the dog. Um, we're hoping he'll run 700. Um, he ran the other night at Angle Park, his first look there, and one by ten and a half. He's a, a, a litter um, brother to Sweet as M and um, Rashida, um, which is the next litter on from Benali Bakali. So for us, he's probably our youngest and, and potentially most exciting dog that you know, yeah, that you might want to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Now, what I really want to know: there's plenty of people who say you can't buy group 
group winning greyhounds. You can't purchase them after they've raced. What what do you what do you look for when you're buying when you're buying a dog that's already raced and like what are the signs? Yep, I I see things a lot different than other people. Um, got a few mates and we kind of you know message each other and they could be looking at a dog and I I just totally see things a lot different than most people whether it's good or bad I'm not too sure <laughs> but um for me it's not so much about whether they're winning or their form or whatever it's more about times and I, I like to analyze a dog and go over it whole career record like when I'm potentially looking to buy a dog you know I might spend two to three days on um which I've got little formulas that I really go into every race every split work out individual run home times, um, what they're going to do um, when they lead, when they don't lead, if they're copying checks. Because a lot of times, you know, in greyhounds, dogs need luck. It doesn't matter what anyone says. The best dogs need luck. So sometimes a dog can have five or six real unlucky runs and you look at the dog and, he, and his form's terrible, but potentially he could be a very handy dog. So I think my advice to other owners are, probably not so much focus on winning form um it's more about really analyzing every dog and seeing what he does in a race you know when he's in front when he's behind um and then yeah that that shows you know that the dog has ability because yeah some dogs um interstate and just yeah have have don't have luck and that's what um we look for in a dog anyway Tim, congratulations. Well done. Enjoy the uh, time. It's uh, a very special moment. Good luck going forward. Thank you for joining us this morning. No worries. Thanks, guys. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Tim Aloisi there with uh, the wrap of the Sandown Cup win. We're about to wrap up the show in a moment. How the watchdog fare in recent days, George? Yeah, pretty good, including five out of the 12 winners at the Meadows. And uh, Lucy's Milo, very, very good greyhound. That was against Baruga Brett, paid $3.20. And King Colt was a good winner in the first leg of the quad at $2.50. So get uh, to get your best greyhound form and expert selections by downloading the Watchdog app. All right, moving on to a few of our other segments. What about some of the... Uh Big bets in recent uh, times, Molly. Well, at the Meadows on Wednesday, there was 20500 put on at $1.60 on Kesla. Did you watch that one, George? No. Put you on the spot there. <laughs> I didn't, no. I... Uh... I seen the Medina one, uh, the your next one, but I didn't see Kessler. No. Yeah, so twenty thousand was put on a dollar thirty five at Medina. That was Geelong on Thursday, and just um, the dog's second start. Pretty good. Uh, better luck next time for Greyhound for uh, people that backed uh, twelve thousand at a dollar sixty five for Damn Slippery. That was on uh, Sandown Cup night last week. Uh, Ron Nesta uh, Memorial. Yeah, it didn't uh, begin too well from box one, and uh, eight thousand five hundred at three dollars sixty on Knocker Bot, who ran third at Bendigo. Now, I like this one. Round of applause, $750 at $10 on Quest for Glory at the Meadows on Saturday. What a return. Yeah, not bad. Uh, good, <laughs> good Sunday afternoon, that's for sure. Absolutely. So always remember to gamble responsibly. Litter of the week, Molly. Barsha Bale burn like fire. Now, this litter was bred by Ashley Terry. Now, this is, of course... Um, 
burn like fire is out of the El Gran Senor father of mine litter who just, you know, can, <laughs> I don't even have words yeah, to describe I know. this litter. Just a, a no-brainer for Ash to go to Barsha Bale with a half-sister to, you know, a daughter of father of mine. So, And burn like fire was a very, very, very fast chaser. You'd think they'd be able to run. Seven pups, three dogs and... Uh, Three dogs and four females, was it? Oh, do you know what? I reckon I may have written that down wrong. I reckon there's four pups in the litter. Oh, four pups. So three boys and three boys <laughs> and, and one, one girl. Female, yeah. So well done to Ash. I'm sure we'll see them in about 18, 20 months' time. And our Gap Dog of the Week, Molly. I've found a greyhound by the name of Trigger. Now, he's a five-year-old brindle male, and he raced under the name of Sweeping Strikes. He had 88 starts for 15 wins, 18 seconds, and 11 thirds. So he had a pretty good could go, good go at the track. Now, he's been in foster care, which is always a huge positive, and the foster care has told us that he is just a big softie. He's a morning animal, and he's well-tuned to traffic noises, which would make him a very, very handy dog to have in the the city. He'd prefer a home with kids over the age of 10 and is happy to live with or without another canine companion. So if you think you can give Trigger a home, make sure you contact GAP on gap.grv.org.au and don't forget our next adoption day is at Sandown Park on Saturday the 22nd of June. Terrific. Molly and George, we'll see you next week. This has been Off the Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN. Thanks for listening. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.